When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is the Wealth Ability for CPAs show. Better clients, better practice, better life. Here's Tom Wheelwright. Welcome to the Wealth Ability show for CPAs, where we're always discovering how to build better clients, a better practice, and a better life. This is Tom Wheelwright, your host, founder, and CEO of the Wealth Ability Network. So <laughs> here's what we've got. We've got CPA firms. We're, we've all got our firms. We all know... Uh, we've got a kind of an idea of what we do and who we want for a client, but do we even have what we would call a brand? Is there any way that we could actually get only those clients that we want and only those clients that we're going to best serve? And today we have a very special guest, Simon uh, Manwaring, and uh, sorry, Simon Mannering, right? I get yeah, right. Mannering. Perfect. Perfect. Simon Mannering. Thank okay, you. we'll edit that. Uh, Simon Mannering is our guest, and Simon has a long uh, resume of uh, working with uh, branding all over the world. So, Simon, it is uh, great to have you with us today. Thank you so much, Tom. And a pleasure to, you know, to spend some time with your listeners. So, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, you know, why, why this new book, Lead With We?, um, the business revolution that will save our future. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, firstly, you know, I'm the CEO and founder of a company called We First, and we're a strategic consultancy that helps position brands and especially purposeful brands to drive their growth and impact. And you might say, well, what is a brand? Well, a brand is the story you tell when you go to market, which is so important in terms of the clients you, you know, you, you, you garner. And, you know, I, I was very mindful in the last few years how important the story you tell to market is in terms of your growth, your relevance, your ability to attract talent and really kind of sustain yourself through a very, very, very difficult time for everybody. And so I wrote this book, Lead With We, which is all about how do we solve for the issues of our clients, of their communities, of you know, society at large in ways that also build our business. And so over the last 10 years, we've done this for very small startups through to Tom's and Timberland and so many other brands out there. And I codified our methodology in the book so everyone can follow it and apply it to their own brand. Um, so can we just start? We're, we're a CPA, so we're really good with numbers. Sure. We're terrible with words. Um, can you back up? And would you explain, Jerry, just a really simple definition of what you believe a brand to be? Sure. And, and I want to share that, you know, what I'm going to um, put forth today is really based on the work we do with wealth management firms, insurance firms, legal firms, CPA firms. So it's not theory. This is practical, you know, ad advice or insights. So firstly, why is a brand important? Well, a brand is important because when you go to market, you've got your business, 
and you've got the brand and the brand is the story you tell. And in 25 years of doing this and having been a writer on Nike's brand for five years up in their ad agency in Portland and other things like that, I've only ever seen three scenarios, good product or service, bad story, bad product or service and good story, which is even worse because people go and check you out and then they say you're a terrible CPA or good product or service and good story. And really, unless you have a good story that you're going to tell existing clients who can advocate on your behalf and bring other people in, or new clients who then choose, choose to join you, you're pretty much an unknown quantity. You're, you know, this, this secret out there that people don't know about. Or if you are very good at what you're, you know, the job you do, but you're doing a poor job of telling your brand story, you're lost in a sea of sameness. You know, you've got the same service offerings, you've got the same life cycle in terms of when they need you and when they don't. And then you become a commodity and people can't choose you over another company. And that really is not good for your business over the long term. So a brand is an absolutely critical part of making sure you keep the clients you've got, you win new clients, and you actually kind of, you know, beat out your competitors to make sure your business thrives. Yeah. So um, let's, let's talk about the story. So I would venture to guess that most CPA firms don't even know what their story is. Yeah. So how do you even go, go to the point of identifying your story or identifying what you want your story to be? Yeah. When you think about anyone who owns a business, CPA or otherwise, you don't just go into business for no reason. That business itself doesn't exist for no reason. It actually plays a role in somebody's life. If you are a true partner to them in terms of, you know, their tax, their, their you know, management of their financial assets and so on, become a true collaborator with them, then you're, the business you're in is not a CPA or tax. The business that you're in is freedom, empowerment, um, you know, uh, allowing them to do have greater peace of mind. And that's much more measured in terms of an emotional quotient rather than just a, a P&L or a balance sheet. And increasingly you're finding, especially with younger demographics, millennials and Gen Z, who are now, you know, in their late 30s, early 40s and, and down from there, they're very intentional about who they work with and they wanna work with a company that shares their values. So if you are articulate about who you are, if you can say, okay, great, I'm a small CPA, this is how I get things done, but I'm gonna to explain to you in our brand story why we are doing this and what difference that's going to make in your life. You're, much, you're equipping your potential clients or existing clients to make a much better and informed decision that they want to work with you. And obviously, as we all know, word of mouth is critical. When people say, I'm not happy with my CPA, do you know someone who's good? They're going to recommend you, not because they can get the same service they can get anywhere else, but because they say, you know, I really like these guys because they're all about X or the way they show up for me is an expression of X or, you know what, we care about the same things. They're good people. They care about, you know, my future and so on. And, and I think you'd like them. So it really is about making sure that when it comes to crunch time, they make a decision about where they're going to put their dollars. It's going to be in your firm. Right. So, but, but you don't want just any client, right? So uh, to me, I, I've, I've looked at my firm and I've done it like other CPAs where, you know, you're starting off and you take anybody, all, all comers, right? Yeah, sure. Anybody who'll pay your bill, you're yep. going to take them on. Yep. And what I learned over the years is that that's a, you, you actually become a commodity yourself by doing that. Yeah. Um, as opposed to identifying why are you doing this and who do you want to do it with? And, and uh, let's just do it with those people. 
And let's just yeah. let's just go after that segment of the market or let's go sure. after um, what we really care about. So how do you go about identifying uh, what you care about and, and telling that story? Yeah, there's two sides to that coin and it's a good question. The first is, where do you want to spend your time as a CPA? What area of the business do you want to focus on? What do you want to be known for? What do you really enjoy? And that's really not selfish in a bad sense, but it's just like, okay, what do I want my practice to look like? Right. On the other side of that is, all right, who are the clients who are best equipped or had that greatest need uh, for that? And like any brand, product or service, it doesn't matter what you do, CPA or otherwise, you've got to have a target audience, you've got to have a product and service, and you've got to go after them. You might say, I want high net worth individuals, and I want more complicated tax structures and so on to deal with, and therefore I'm going to target them. Or... I want to set up a network of CPAs under your umbrella. And, you know, it's really the meat and potatoes work that is done for a large number of families and in their various communities. So you need to decide for yourself what you shape you want your business to have. And that can be a function of your impact. Like every one of us gets out of bed in the morning. If you're a CPA, you get out of bed in the morning for some reason, not just to pay the bills. You want to do something that's going to fulfill you. So you can ask yourself, okay, do I want to empower these high net worth individuals to just have greater savings, stay on top of the tax code, whatever it might be. Or, you know what, I want to be the go-to resource for, you know, salt of the earth families in local communities and, and, and so on. You know, there's no right or wrong. It's just what you want to do. So how do you decide your brand, you know, to come back to that question? There's a series of questions. And again, they're laid out in the book, Lead with We. So I just wanted to do that so that everyone can have it as a roadmap yeah, to course. follow. Um, there's a series of questions that really help you articulate what your purpose is as a company. And your purpose is why you exist. Why do you get out of bed in the morning? What's that thing that kind of motivates you to keep doing what you do? And I'll give you an example of a few of those questions. The first question is, what is your enemy? And by that, I mean, what is that thing you exist to solve? What's that thing that really drives you crazy? What is that thing when you look around the industry of CPAs and go, oh my God, why is it like this? Why can't people do it better? The system should be like this. Right. You know, what is that thing that you're pressing against? And, you know, also the consequences of that. You know, people aren't saving the money that they need to save. Young, low-income families are struggling unnecessarily. High net worth individuals are frustrated with whatever service they're getting. Secondly, what are you the only of? There's only one person like you, uh, Tom. There's only one person like everyone listening. There's only one market you're in and community of clients. So what are you the only of that you're really kind of providing that makes you unique? And then thirdly, when you're at your best, what are you doing? When Tom is crushing it, what are you doing? You know, when you have those days where you go, I absolutely nailed this and I feel really good about what I've done. When you start to lay out those answers to those questions and more that are in the book, you know, you start to go, oh, wow, I'm not just a commodity. I'm not just mm -hmm. a CPA. Like imagine, imagine people in other industries going out and saying, oh, I'm just a car dealer or um, I'm just a food provider. You, you don't get away with that. Even if you're a CPA, you've got to go out there with a point of view. And I'll give you an example that we all might know. If you look at the sort of big life insurance firms and personal insurance firms and so on, there's some big institutional firms that are really use similar language and just get lost in the noise of kind of the same Me Too claims out there. Then you might look at a company like New York Life which is all about the individual. And if you go to their website and look at the way they communicate, instead of being about themselves and about being about the institution, they're about the individual they serve 
And so they've got a very, very different way of going to market to other organizations. Or let's take it to an extreme example. Look at the largest money, money management firm in the world, BlackRock. Larry Fink, the CEO, they manage 10.3 trillion in assets as of recently. You know, they're very articulate about the role they want to play in the world, how capitalism needs to change, how financial markets around the world need to change, how companies they invest in need to change. They're actively involved in a dialogue around how they're showing up in the world and what they think money management should be, the role it should be playing. It's no different for a CPA. And here's the great news, Tom. <coughs> no one else is doing it, excuse me. No one else is doing it. Most CPAs are sitting on their hands providing this very you know, well-intended service but very few of them are doing a great job of marketing or branding. No, I, I don't think there's any question. I, I love the um, point you make that there's only one you. And, uh, you know, what are, you, what are the only of, right? I, I like that concept because I think that that's who you want to spend people. You want to spend time with people who want that service and they right. want that person. So you don't want to spend people who want somebody else. Yeah. You want to spend people who want you, but you have to tell the story of who you are. Exactly. So that they know to come to you. It's true. Right? It's, like, it's like walking into a party. If you walk around a room in a party that you've never met anybody and you try to please everybody and say you're whatever they, they want you to be, you'll leave at the end of the night and people will say, seems like a good person, but I have no idea who they are. Right. But if you walk into a party and you're self-assured and you know who you are and you say you like this, you don't like that, those who want to get to know you better will self-identify. It's similar out in the marketplace. And, you know... Um, I'll give you one more example. Like we just worked with a, a legal firm that specializes in sustainability, helping these large corporations retool and be responsible in their supply chains and value chains. And they were like, well, we're just lawyers, billable hours. And then and we're like, we're just in sustainability like everybody else. But when you drill in and go, well, what aspect of sustainability and why and to what end and what are your credentials? you come out with something that's a much more focused tip of the spear in terms of their communications, which allows them to find the clients they want. And so I don't think there's any lack of opportunity. I just think that in the CPA world, very few put their attention there. And it's like fighting a boxing match with one arm tied behind your back. You've got a great business, a great product, a great service, but you've got no brand. And you're really under leveraging the power of communication and marketing, which you're probably spending money on anyway. You're probably doing some sort of marketing out there. So why not make it more effective? Yeah, so we, I, I love this because we've actually been very um, effective with this. I wrote a book called Tax-Free Wealth, right. which has sold over 300,000 copies. And, uh, and, and people know. You know, they're, yeah. they're coming to us because they want to reduce their taxes to build their wealth. That's what they want. And we're, we're really clear. I love taxes. I love talking about taxes. I love right. explaining taxes. I love simplifying taxes. I hate it when somebody has this big tax bill that they shouldn't have. You right. know, if they, if they should have it, great. But if they shouldn't have it, why are, why are you wasting your But, but what your you've done there is so powerful. Put that back in. Yeah, I, you're a perfect example of what CPAs need to do because You've done, you've, you've reframed something. Tax feels like an obligation, a right. burden, something that's inescapable for most people. But you've recast or to recharacterize it as a wealth generating opportunity. Exactly. And, and you've got people right on the hook there. They're like, what? Okay, you have a point of view. So, you know, you're, you're, you're exactly what people I, do. I, I like that. So, you, so uh, people are very afraid uh, right now of sharing right. their point of view. Okay, so you talk about a point of view. How does a point, point of view actually help your brand? Yeah, well, I think there's a regulatory aspect to it. There's a certain conservatism that's appropriate to the industry. So putting your hand up 
feels like it might be unnatural or invite a bit of scrutiny and so on. But how does it having a point of view? Well, here's the thing, whether you're a nonprofit or whether you're a for-profit brand, if you don't have a point of view, you're lost in the sea of sameness. So I'll give you an example in the nonprofit world. If you speak to somebody and they say, oh, what do you do? What's, what's, what's your nonprofit all about? And they go, oh, we raise money for breast cancer research. That's not what their purpose is. That's not what makes them unique. There are countless nonprofits that do that. You know, if you are a fresh food provider in a grocery store and you, know, you say, what do you do? You say, well, we bring fresh produce to market. That's not distinguishing or differentiating enough for people to go, why am I going to choose you and go to you over somebody else? So when you have a point of view, like, for example, tax is a wealth creation opportunity, you have something for people to orientate themselves around. You have people who are frustrated with their tax situation or the rigor that's being brought to their tax by their CPA. And they go, oh, wow, let's go to, let's go to Tom and his firm because you've actually, that's music to my ears. So it allows you to cut through the clutter of your competitors. It allows you the right clients to orientate around what the type of clients you want to get. And it allows you to kind of stay relevant and keep sort of provoking a conversation that will give you, that will inform your media or your marketing. And then really people will be able to engage around instead of CPA works here, you know? Right. So, so a couple of times you've talked about, and you even named your book this way, Lead With We, you talk about the we you talk about, and uh, this is about your your customers, your prospects, your clients. It's not about the it's not about the firm. Uh, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that and how important it is to put, you know, it's, this is a we, it's not a me yeah. um, type of a conversation. Yeah, there's two dimensions to that. One is the thing that was really concerning me that kept me up at night over the last three or four years is that business as a whole is not moving far enough, fast enough to solve these issues that we face, climate and, and more. And so, how do we act together in new ways? As a subset of that, to your point about language, most well-intended for-profit companies make this big mistake. They talk about themselves, even when it's to the benefit of their customers or clients. So you talk about, you say, my CPA firm does this, this, and that. We've been around for so many years. We da, 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 da. Instead of saying, you know, you are paying too much tax and that is robbing you of the life you deserve etc 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 you've got to turn the conversation inside out and be the celebrant rather than celebrity of who you're talking to and i i hand on my heart if you go and look across the industry of all the cpa friends and peers and colleagues that you know and you go to their websites 90 percent of them would be talking about themselves but yeah. what they're trying to say is we're here for you but they're not saying it's about you <laughs> they're actually saying it's about themselves and nobody takes that in because they're only interested, obviously, in what's directly relevant to them. So if you're the celebrant rather than the celebrity, where you really make, I'll give you another even example because I want this to be real. Harvard, the, the business uh, school, used to their website, Harvard and the University, used to be all about the institution of Harvard with big buildings and covered in ivy and amazing. In recent times, they've totally turned it inside out and made it about the student and how it's a student-centric experience. How do you make your CPA communications a client-centric experience all the way through to your messaging? It'll, it'll transform the way that people respond because it's about them and not about you. I love it. I love it. You talk in your book about um, optimism Yeah. when it comes to a brand. Can, can you kind of walk through that? Because that's not a word that immediately comes to mind when, unless you're talking about Coca-Cola. You, you don't, it's not, it's, optimism isn't what comes to mind. So what yeah. do you mean by that? And how do you even apply that? 
Well, you know, firstly, it's very easy to be pessimistic these days. You look at your phone, you look at your computer, you look at a newspaper every day and you're like, oh my God, I gotta, I gotta lie down. This is all so serious, so negative all the time. And that's disheartening, dispiriting, especially after the horrible two years that we've had with COVID. We all feel the mental toll of that. So firstly, just for the health and well-being of yourself and your clients, you've got to be positive. In terms of optimism, in the same way that you talk about tax as a wealth creation opportunity, you've got to say to people that, you know, you're not at the mercy of your money. You're not, you know, helpless in the face of the tax code. Um, that money uh, better managed isn't you know, limited and it can grow and you can provide for your future in more effective ways. And so people right now, outright always, but even more so now, are really looking for positive messages and you know, someone who's optimistic, not in a vacuum, not optimistic, just for optimistic sake, but rather someone who can say, listen, there are opportunities inherent in your earning structure through the tax code that you can take advantage of. And that can unlock certain opportunities in your life that will, you know, not only provide greater wealth and save you money, but also peace of mind. It's a sense of security for the future. And so, you know, I think too often we default almost unconsciously to a negative, pessimistic, alarmist approach to things because that's that's the clickbait of news every well, single day. That, that's right? a whole issue for CPAs, right? Yeah. I mean, you're afraid of the IRS and, and, exactly. and you're afraid of taxes. I mean, taxes have such a negative connotation, which you're right. I'm Appreciate right. you picking up on that so quickly. We've turned that to a positive connotation. That's yeah. who we are, but that's who I am, right? So I am that optimistic person. So it fits right. my personality. So if it, instead of saying, instead of pushing and saying, you know, be afraid of it, um, you're saying there's opportunity there and actually looking at optimism as opportunity. Yeah. And imagine, you know, I'm a client. I've never met you. I'm sitting down. Someone referred you. And, you know, you go, well, it's tax time. I've got this complicated business. I've got this and this and that. I'm worried about this and that. You go, this is so exciting. And they're like, what? And you're like, yeah, because when, if you look at these, these are all different opportunities in disguise. You know, they're just hidden there. We haven't unearthed them yet. Right. So you'd be really excited to work with them and say, okay, let's go through these one by one. See how we can maximize your tax savings. See how we can make recommendations for the best and effective use of those funds. And let's see how we can make the tax code work to our advantage because it is, it's just a creative opportunity. It's just a different brief, you know? I, I, I love it. I, I call them hidden assets. Right, there you right. go, hidden assets, exactly. Here's, here's the assets you have. I mean, for example, you got this big uh, loss carry forward. That's an yeah. asset. That's, yeah. that's, that's taxes. That's money in the future you're going to make. You're not going to pay taxes on. Exactly. This is an asset. So how do we use this asset? So I, I, I love that. But then you say that there needs to be an urgency as well. So how does right. the urgency go with the optimism? Well, you know, firstly, again, in that macro picture, I think we need to be optimistic with business and show up in a positive way. But we've got to solve for some of these issues that are shaping our future sooner rather than later, because we already see the cascading effect of them. So that's at a macro scale. On a, um, you know, on a more personal level or a localized level, we've all got to take these issues very seriously in as much as none of us have the luxury to just let our years tick over and not make our money work for us. None of us have the luxury of sort of you know, um, just hand waving, it's another tax year and I'm not really going to pay attention and here's my W-2s or let's just do it as normal. We have to bring a sense of urgency to it where we go, you know, the tax code, just look at it, how it's changed over the last few years. It's absolutely astonishing. So 
you've got to say, we've got to take these issues seriously. We've got to look at them, as you say, as hidden asset opportunities. And then we've got to be very sort of positive and optimistic in our approach to see where we can take advantage of them. So it's kind of like energetically, you're showing up with a lot of positivity and interest, but you're very optimistic at the same time. It's not like, oh my God, it's tax time. How much am I going to hit the hit for? But rather, how do I do the right thing in the smartest way that's going to give me the greatest advantages? So, so, so like you, I've done a lot of speaking on stage, but mm. I actually get to sell from stage sometimes. So I'll sell, right. a, I'll sell an information product, right? And, and the two rules are um, there's got to be scarcity and there's yep. got to be urgency. Yeah. Right. So because people won't buy unless there's scarcity and urgency. Yeah. So the yeah. scarcity has got to be part of the brand. Who are you? You're the only one like this. You're the only yeah. one who does it the way you do it. So yeah. to me, that's the scarcity. And then the urgency. And plus, by the way, and I can only take so many clients. Right. And then the urgency is. But look, you're missing an opportunity every day. You don't do this. You're spending tax dollars that you don't have to spend. No, absolutely. So, so I mean, yeah. to me, is that what, am, am I getting this? I'm, I'm making yeah, sure that no, I'm absolutely. always want to be the, the best student here. Yeah, of course. And that, that, that's, I mean, yes, it's sales and marketing 101, but when you do it genuinely, when it's authentic, when you're actually talking to people and saying, no, wait a second, we're not mucking around here. There are, right. there are hidden assets, there are savings here, there are opportunities inherent in the latest version of the tax code that you're not taking advantage of. You know, it, then it becomes very, very compelling. And I think there's two types of people out there. There are those who really aren't managing their money and managing their tax structures. And there are those who want to see it as much more muscular and dynamic and can put it to work. And they just need to be told or they need to know that you're the right partner that can make, do that for them. But I want to call something out here. Everything we're talking about in the last few minutes is really in emotional terms, like security and opportunity and it's, we're not talking in transactional commodity terms about a service or, you know, just a, you know, something that it, they could get anywhere else. So this is why the brand is so important, you know? So, okay. So, so wrapping up, can you just give us like two or three tangible things we can do to yeah. start building that sustainable brand? The first thing I'd say is do take the time to define the purpose of your company because it'll help you personally, because you'll feel more fulfilled by what you do, because you'll know why you exist and it'll align with who you are as a person. And to do that, you answer the questions, some of them, which I gave you examples of, and there's a whole program in the book that you can, you can go through. Secondly, I would align your products and services in terms of that purpose so people can understand, you know, here's how it comes to life. I'm meeting a new client and you go, firstly, before we talk about your tax, we'd like to discuss what you care about. What's important to you? What are the goals behind your financial sort of ambitions? And you start to talk in terms of values and aspirations and so on. And then you get that alignment. And so when you talk about your purpose and what you stand for, and then you secondly align what you do in terms of that, it really starts to make sense to them, becomes a very compelling sales pitch. And then the third thing you've got to do is you've got to walk your talk in terms of how you show up on a personal level, how invested you are in your clients, and how sort of aggressively you keep on top of the tax code, you really do add value to their lives and to their business and so on. So just do start by defining your purpose, then align all your products and services around that. And then when you go to market, communicate in those terms, emotional terms, aspirational terms, positive and optimistic terms, and you'll attract the clients you want because they'll enjoy the experience of it as opposed to what they're currently doing, which is, oh my God, it's tax season, you know? <laughs> I, I, I love that. I have a client that has a, um, the, um, the message on her phone says, 
um, leave a message, especially if it's good news. Right. And, 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 and what, and, and she's actually, she's on stage a lot too. And, and one of the things she said is, you know, Tom's the first person, first CPA I've ever had that I was looking forward to that phone call. Right. Because you want to make it good news, right? Oh, good news. Here's the tax reduction. Exactly. Good news. Here's what we can do yeah. instead of constantly that bad news. So I, I love the leading with optimism. Yeah. I love lead with me. Um, yeah. Thank you, uh, Simon uh, Mannering. Terrific, terrific, yeah. terrific. Lots of good. I hope everybody watches this, listens to it over and over again, because there's a lot of great tidbits. Uh, get the book, lead with me. Yeah, uh, there it is. Oh, there it is the right coming there. through the window there. there. It is. Lead with me. There you go. <laughs> right there. And uh, if we want more, if people want more information about you or more, more, yeah. more of Simon, where do they go? Yes, they can go to, you know, if you're interested and you had further questions, you can just reach me at simon at wefirstbranding.com. Simon at wefirstbranding.com in terms of the consulting that we do. And also you can see the work that we do for companies you'll know at wefirstbranding.com. So I'd invite you to check it out. And, and thanks, you know, the chance to share some thinking, Tom. Oh, thank you so much. And, and thanks everybody for uh, listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, remember that the, the brand really is the core of your business. It's who you are, why you're doing it. it uh, when you have that brand, when you know who you are and you get that story out there, then you get way better clients, which creates a way better practice and a way better life. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the WealthAbility for CPA show. Better clients, better practice, better life. To learn more, go to WealthAbility.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.